This is the Divine Truth Podcast. This is Patricia Sanders, and we're listening to A.J. Miller presenting his seminar called Secrets of the Universe. This is part 10. Then we've got issues of what you would call natural love. Remember we said yesterday the divine love path incorporates natural love. So we've got issues of, all right, how am I practicing love in my life? Is it loving for me to yell at my children, no matter what they've done? What do you feel? See, most of us feel, when we feel about it, we feel, no, no, that's not loving. But when, when we're in the situation, you know, where your child is so frustrating and annoying and just keeps badgering you, you know, in the situation, it's totally different, isn't it? You get in a situation and before you know it, you're smacking a child and, you know, you just broke one of your own personal rules, you know, of, uh, of, of violence towards another person. So, on the divine love path, we would have to incorporate these principles of natural love in our life. And that in itself is going to be quite challenging. Can you see? Quite challenging to do that. What is a loving thing to do? Now, natural love also has this aspect of natural love towards your environment. So I would start having to look at all sorts of issues inside of myself with regard to the environment. With regard to the environment, I'd have to say say to myself, um, how do I feel about the animals? How do I feel about the birds? How do I feel about the fish? I say, oh, I just love the animals. You know, my dog, I just love my dog and my cat, I just love my cat. Okay, well then, why is there meat sitting on your table if you love animals so much? There's a whole different area there to work your way through with regard to natural love on the divine love path. Because if you loved creatures so much, do you think you'd kill them to put them on your table? And and if you really took personal responsibility, which is the next thing I'd like to raise on the path, If you really took personal responsibility, you would actually have to kill that animal. So if any of you try doing that, just slitting the throat, skinning it, gutting it, but for most of us we'd be totally, our stomach would be churning for most of us. And to be frank, I don't know if you've ever gone along to an abattoir, but what I've been to a number and the men in there are so detuned because they've had to detune themselves from the whole process and they are so detuned from anything to do with flesh and, and pain and a lot of other things too. So on the Divino path we need now to start taking personal responsibility for the actions that we get other people to do for us because we don't want to do it for ourselves. So I need to start taking personal responsibility for the fact that I want this meat on my plate. Can you see? The personal responsibility issue there. I need to take personal responsibility for the fact that I want a great big house and two cars in the garage and, and all of these other things which actually have a big impact on the environment. I need to start taking some personal responsibility. I need to even take personal responsibility for the things I eat. The things that I eat that are disharmonious with love. 
Because there are things you can eat that are disharmonious with love, by the way. Animals, of course, is one of them. You know, because you've got to kill it to eat it. And uh, it's a living creature. And you'll start feeling your emotions about all that. Remember, the emotions are going to be incorporated into all of this. Can you see now we're starting to... There's all these different ways. You can can sort of incorporate... Many of these different things are in different forms of religion or the New Age stuff and all those kind of things. Many of them are in that, but now we're starting to bring them all together and incorporate them into our life in a true way. We also have these other issues too with regard to spirits. In other words or the afterlife you could think of it as. So we come to start realising in, in, in a way, which is some of the paths have done this, haven't they? Like the Buddhist path has done this, the um, New Age path has done this, where they start realising there's a whole lot of things going on out there in a different dimensional spaces that influence us, that people actually come and influence us and we start seeing the relationship between spirits and ailments in my own body and the connection between the law of attraction and all those kind of things. We start noticing all that on the divine love path. We start feeling them around us. Oh, that feels a bit strange. You know, that feels a bit... You can walk into a room and, you, and nobody's in it and you know somebody's in there. And you feel that. And many of you have already done that. But you become more and more aware of that as time goes on, of what their energy is and what their emotions are and what's going on for them and how that emotion has been attracted to your emotion and how that works. So you start connecting with these spirits a bit more. You start actually even being able to talk to them about their stuff and they talk to you about their their stuff and you can talk to them about your stuff. And you start realising that, wow, my dad that's passed, he's been around me all this time after he passed. I thought when he abused me when I was little that now that he's dead and gone, it's great, but he's actually been hanging around me all this time. And you start realising that you've still got emotions to work through about that. And when you start working through those emotions, he starts working through some emotions about that. Initially he might be angry and then he goes into this facing the fact that he did what he did and goes into sadness or grief just by you living in truth, just by you living in the truth of that. Can you see how, how, and I can start listening all sorts of things. Um, we can start having the mics, so um, just down here, Tris. If you put up your hand so that Tris can see where you come, he's coming from the back. So are you saying that when, when you know, like my mother and my father die, that their spirit stays around me? Um, it depends on what type of attractions you have between you and them as to whether they stay around you. So any time you think of them, and if they feel that you think of them, let's say your mum has this emotion of, I was a good mother, I was a good mother inside of her. And you think of her, just in an instant, and you think of something she did to you that was actually not very nice. Right? So that's the feeling you have inside of you. Oh, she didn't treat me very nice in that particular instant. She will feel, she will know in the spirit world that that's happened inside of you. And she'll feel drawn to come to you and tell you that she's a good mother just like she used to do when she was on earth, right, if that was the emotion. I was a good mother to you. Don't you go blaming me for things that are your problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? She might do that from the spirit world. And if you're sensitive to that, which you will be on the divine path, you'll start feeling that emotionally. 
Like, you'll feel that. So that gives me the opportunity of looking at my own resistance within. Exactly. Yeah, it gives you really good opportunities for you to work through the emotion of it, but it also gives her opportunities to actually acknowledge that actually in that particular instant she wasn't a good mother, that she'd actually acted upon other emotions that she had that weren't very nice that actually damaged you in that particular instance. Does that make sense? So it gives her the opportunity to work through those things. So you start understanding on the divine love path that actually just because a person's passed it doesn't mean that they're out of your life. And you start also understanding things about like death that actually there is really no such thing. And you come to actually release the emotions that are related to grief and you no longer grieve when someone you love passes because they're still there and you can feel them and you don't grieve them anymore. You can still have a relationship. Anything? Sorry. AJ, do animals have a spirit body and a soul also? Uh, animals don't have a soul, but they have a spirit body. So, so, um, and animals, uh, and this is a very important thing to understand, that the animal is actually relating to your soul, so an injury in your soul. So, sometimes when an animal goes into attacking mode, it's because of an injury in the person they're trying to attack that is maybe fearful. And many of you have noticed that, that if you're afraid of a dog, then a dog seems more inclined to bark at you and be upset with you. They're feeling your fear and responding and reflecting that back to you. And that is a natural thing in all of the plant life and all of the animal life on this planet. They all reflect back at you your emotion. So you will find that with animals, and, and particularly you know dogs and, or domesticated animals, they're actually reflecting your emotion constantly. Now, there's been many studies about this, um, scientific studies, where you know a man who's had a dog at home, he goes to work. When he leaves work and goes home, the dog waits at the door as he's leaving work. The dog knows that he's leaving work. right? And then he changes his timetable. There's a study, BBC did one, didn't they? The dog changed, the, the, the man changed his timetable about leaving work. The dog still knew when he was leaving work and so waited at the door waiting for him to come home. So animals are very, very sensitive to us emotionally when they're connected to us and less so when they're wild, but they're still very sensitive emotionally. They have a spirit form, but they don't have a soul. But because they just have a spirit form and not a soul, they can grow with us through our life, even if we're in the spirit world. So when they pass over, when a really loved animal passes over, it often is still around us here on earth and it waits until we pass. Right? And that's what happens to many domestic animals. So we pass, we'll be welcomed not only by the people we know, but also by the animals that we still love. Right. Uh, can you microphone we need? Uh, I'm just curious with the uh, emotional re- release and free will and moral that you talk about. So are you trying to say that uh, God actually condones murderous intent or torturous thoughts? Like you know, if you if you want if you hate someone and you need to release that emotion to like kill him or things like that. So. Alright, yeah, well, can I answer that? After a little bit more I've talked about this particular issue because I want to answer your question in full, which I haven't done yet. The, the issue with regard to animals is that when you work through different emotions, your animals will respond to you in different ways. And so you, they're like our little, they're like children really in the way that they respond to our emotions. So yes, animals do have a spirit body, 
they do not have a soul, but we often feel like they have a soul because they're actually responding to our emotion. And by the way, it's our suppressed emotions that also that they're responding to, or our denied emotions. And that's the thing that you often notice. So, myself and Mary often walk up our path, we've got a 40 acre property out in the bush, and we walk up our path, on the days that we're not afraid, the animals, the kangaroos and everything come right up close to us. We've got these little joeys at the moment that are just bouncing around the house and whatever else. And on the days we're not afraid, they all come out and bounce around. These little, you know, joeys come out and out, out of mum and they're not afraid at all. They're wild kangaroos. But as soon as we come up from our tent afraid, we don't hardly see any of them at all or we walk out the door and they're off just because of our emotion. Does that make sense? Now getting back to your question, with regard to what's happening with emotional processing, God gave us free will. So God gave you the will, the ability to decide anything you want to do. But God also set up a whole series of laws that have consequences. And rather than thinking of them as punishments, they are actually consequences. Every time I break a law, there will be a consequence for the breaking of that law. Now, the highest of these laws is the laws of divine love. They're the laws of God's love. And whenever I break one of those laws, there is an automatic consequence or you can, inside of my own soul where I will experience pain. The problem on earth is that we often have detuned so much from the pain that we don't notice the pain growing inside of ourselves emotionally. And it's only when we pass over into the spirit world that we have a look in the mirror and we see this very, very gross, distorted body. So a murderer, for instance, who passed over into the spirit world would pass into one of the lowest spheres of the spirit world, the first sphere, and he'll pass into a plane of the first sphere which is very, very deep and dark. And there are literally thousands of planes in the first sphere and the bottom of those planes is very dark and very... uh, In fact, there's hardly any light at all. And there's lots and lots of terrible emotions in that place. And so a murderer, when he first passed, he would look in the mirror and see this body that actually disgusts even himself. And he will actually live in this place until he works through the emotional reasons why he committed the murder. Uh, You'll need to use the microphone. So you need to... Alright, so um, then how, how are you going to prevent a murderer from uh, releasing his murderer's intent? Or how are you going to like, prevent someone who uh, has this uh, torturous uh, thought towards a person? Good. Um, the only, God doesn't prevent them, so you are not going to be able to prevent them either. And, uh, sorry, uh, I know this might sound a bit off. Uh, that's why we have the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments is to um, is to show you how sinful you are in the in, in the sense that you can't uh, control your murderous thoughts or your lustful intent, and well, therefore you need. The but this is what I'm getting at. Christ. This is what I'm getting at. Yes. Is that if you release the emotion inside of you that creates the murderous thought or murderous intent, you will no longer have it ever. But you will have them kill someone. You will have them murder and torture someone. You're saying that... What, what are you saying though? So you are saying that uh, you have to 
You t- you say that you have to release the murderer. Not by acting upon it. Okay. I'm not saying by acting okay. upon it. Yeah. Right. Acting I upon it, and this is the assumption you're making. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying you need to feel your underlying emotional reason why you want to do it. Uh huh. You don't release your emotions by acting upon an emotion that's unloving. You release your emotions by connecting to the underlying emotional reason why you want to do that particular thing. Yeah, but if you have a negative intention or evil thought, then that means you have, in a way, committed murder up in your mind. That's correct. Or torture up in your mind. That's correct. And, and that you need to release the emotional reason why you've had that thought. Okay. And if you how, want to come to God. Yeah, and, and how, how do you release it? By, by connecting to the underlying emotion, and the underlying emotion might be that you've been harmed a lot by other people, mm-hmm. And, or that you feel terrible about yourself. It could be, there could be literally, with regard to a murder, there literally could be hundreds of different types of emotions that causes a person to murder. The key is to not act in harmony with an unloving thing. Remember I said we must mm. also act in mm. harmony with love. Mm. So we don't act in harmony with an unloving desire, yeah. but what we do is we feel the emotion of the unloving desire fully. So I would go out to my boxing bag and get a baseball bat and yell and scream and swear and bash and just connect to the emotion and after I do that drop down into the grief and when I drop down into the grief of that then I'll be crying about whatever it is that caused me to be so upset about that particular person. Just I want to ask, Mary wants to answer a few things about it too. Yeah, I, I think it's a really valid question because I think uh, um, if somebody's new that they don't quite understand the difference between a causal emotion and an effect emotion yeah. and definitely when someone wants to murder or torture or or harm another, they're, they're already acting in an avoidance of some of their own personal pain. They're really denying their own personal pain. So there's a common assumption on the earth that some people are just murderous and some people are just evil, if you like, but um, my belief is that that's not the case. Those people are really um, trying to avoid a deeper causal emotion within them and all anger is actually an avoidance of those kind of emotions, yeah. So all anger and rage is an avoidance technique. Not You're not actually dealing with your emotions yeah. when you're uh, in that state. The thing is now, this may sound a bit off, but um, you have some people who believe that the reason why uh, some, uh, say, murderer or uh, serial killer, rapist, the reason why they can't control themselves is because they have a dark, twisted, like, you know, satanic or demonic uh, entity within them. That is true. Yes. But, but can I just explain? A spirit who is a dark spirit, an entity who is dark, may connect to us but if we deal with our causal emotion, that spirit cannot cause us to murder. And in order for a person to do that, he needs the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of Lord Jesus Christ moving within them. Like well, the truth is that we don't need it. Um, the truth is we can deal with our emotions without God, but it is much harder to deal with our emotions without God. And so this is why on the divine love path, when you're connecting to God, you realise you've got to deal with your emotions that are murderous or... or, or angry and rageful and all those emotions, but you actually get to the underlying emotion and the way you do it is always feeling your connection with God and and as you do that, what happens is you sink down into the underlying emotion instead of trying to express the denial emotion. 
the denial emotion is always things like rage, anger, abusing others, hurting others, even yelling at others is all not, not on the divine love path. When you're doing all of those things, you are now out of harmony with God and you're now denying emotions within yourself. I just, I have a, um, I'd really love to be able to explain to this uh, gentleman about causal and capping emotions and how the law of attraction works in our life and how we can release emotions, this is a big thing I want to explain, um, how we can release emotions without God but how it is assisted when we involve God um, and how spirits work in our law of attraction. <laughs> so do you want to come up and do all of that? <laughs> Mary's afraid. So. You feel I'll do it better, but you're the one who wants to answer. <laughs> so what if we rub this? What it, does everyone just for a moment just get this? The, the the fact that the divine love path is going to incorporate all these avenues of development is it's not you're you're actually going to bring together lots of the different things you've learned over your life about things into one way of progression towards God. And that's what's going to happen on this path. Does everyone sort of understand and, and grasp that? All right, we'll rub that off and then Mary can go and explain the difference between causal emotion and capping emotion and so forth. The way, the way I feel about um, the way God created the universe is that he created us as emotional beings. That, that, and everything is responding to this all-powerful soul that we have, which is actually an emotional part of us. Um, it's got lots of other things about it, but in essence it's, it's emotional and all of our intellect just is an extension of this emotional state that we are. And so God also created a lot of laws in our universe so that we could come to understand this truth about ourselves. And one of those laws is the law of attraction. Now, a lot of people think that the law of attraction acts around the way we think about things. Um, but it's actually based on our emotions. And God created the law of attraction and the law of desire so that when, we, when we're in a, um, a pure, loving state where we don't have any emotional injury, we attract everything that we desire, everything that we want and we need in our life. The problem happens that when we're children we're not allowed to be this emotional being that we are because everyone around us isn't in that state either and so it's very confronting for them when we are emotional. So the way that God... Excellent. (laughs) The way that God God designed our soul was that all emotion would just flow through it naturally. There'd be things happening in our life and, and even now in the, in the world that we live in where things are not very in harmony with love, if a child was raised in the way that they could just feel all of their emotions passing through them even if they were painful and sad, they would actually grow into an adult with very few emotional injuries. But what happens is that we get shut down. So the way it's designed to be is like a, just a general flow that happens all the time. But when we get, when we're children and we're smacked or we're told don't, don't cry or when you cry I feel upset so don't do that, um, 
or, or even worse, some abuse or something happens to us that we're not able to express to others or to deal with, the emotions come into us and they get stuck. We're not allowed to cry or scream or feel what we feel. Usually we don't have this with happy emotions because everyone's okay with us laughing and stuff like that. <laughs> but when, so we, we end up with this soul that has lots of stuff stored up in it and it can be sadness and grief, feeling unloved from the people around us. So the way, so that's an issue for us. And that then, because we're not allowed to feel our sadness, we then start to have other emotions on top of us, like anger. And as we grow into adults, we, so some of the anger is childhood anger that we have there on top of our sadness. Because we weren't allowed to feel sad and then we felt angry about it and then we weren't even allowed to feel our anger. So that's stored within us. Then as we grow into adults, other things happen in our life and we begin to feel, we begin to get triggered or we begin to have emotions stir within us. But because that's a really scary place for us, we've never experienced that before in our life, we start to have other emotions on top that are going to help us avoid those really deep blocked emotions. And some of those are also angry emotions. And sometimes they can be murderous or torturous. But the way that... How am I going? Yeah. <laughs> I think you don't go. But God designed this beautiful law called the law of attraction, which is actually a law to help us to return to this very emotional state. This very free state where we can just live in our emotions and express who we truly are. So what happens is, when we have these blocked emotions within us, the law of attraction acts not on our thoughts but on these emotions. Well, it acts on all of our emotions, but we notice it more when it acts on these emotions. Because <laughs> what happens is, I'm just trying to think of an example. Can you think of an example? Uh, with a blocked emotion? Uh, yeah, and the law of attraction. Well, let, let's say I feel like I want to have a relationship, but uh, I don't seem to be attracting any women into my life. Right? But I want to have a relationship. The truth is that here I'm thinking I want to have a relationship, but there's an emotion in me that I feel that I'm unworthy of a relationship. So there's an, the emotion is creating my law of attraction. It's not my mind. I often think, oh, I'd love to have a relationship. Sometimes I even cry. Oh, it'd be lovely to have a relationship and it's sad that I don't and all those kind of things. So I'm crying and thinking that I want a relationship, but in reality there's this feeling inside of me that might be a fear of vulnerability in a relationship that I'm not releasing. And it's that fear through the law of attraction that creates my reality. So the truth, and this is what we often hear of called as subconscious emotions. Right? So the truth is that all emotions can be conscious but, and all thoughts are, can be conscious too. The truth is that this suppressed emotion that I don't release creates my law of attraction, so therefore creates my reality. Good example? Okay. And so everyone then thinks, gee, the law of attraction is pretty bad. If I feel like I'm not going to be loved by a man, I'm never going to be loved by a man. But the truth is it's actually a very beautiful law because if I'm aware of my law of attraction and I, I want to be in a relationship and I'm looking for men, I'm going out on dates and nothing ever happens, if I'm willing to feel the emotion that is being triggered within me, 
if I feel it to its core, I'll get down probably to a feeling about my dad. My dad was never around. I never felt loved by him. If I release that, it will actually leave me. So I'll feel it at a very childlike level and it might take me a couple of hours to have a really good cry about it. When I do that, my soul is then in a clearer condition in that one area and I'll actually start to attract a man who really loves me. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, uh, right, uh, sorry. I'm not finished though. Okay. Can okay. I just keep going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's how the law of attraction works. Now when it comes to feeling my emotion, if I involve God in that process, if I'm longing to God, asking for God's assistance to help me feel this emotion and help me feel some of her love, if I long for God in that process, it will speed up the process. So that emotion will leave me a lot quicker and my law of attraction will change for the better. Now before you mentioned about spirits, because it's very true that sometimes murderers and serial killers do have very dark spirits with them. And those people are just people who are just like us on the earth once who had a lot of blocked emotion. A lot. And they didn't know about the law of attraction, they didn't know about God, they didn't know about any of the beautiful laws of the universe. And when they passed and went to the spirit world, they, they didn't understand where they were then either. But they knew they had these awful feelings inside of them. I, I don't want to feel what's really hurting inside of me. I need to hurt, I need to rape, I need to, to kill. So what happens there in the spirit world? There's someone else on earth who has similar emotions. Through the law of attraction, that spirit comes closer to that person because God designed it that the law of attraction would bring us things that would help to trigger our emotion. So you can see why this is an important law for everyone to learn about because the person who has these deep dark emotions who's still on the earth, if they don't know about it, then they're compelled to go and hurt another person. But if they know about the law of attraction, they realise, oh my gosh, my dark feelings are really heightening. There must be something here for me. If I'm brave enough to go into my emotion, it will be released from me. And that will actually help the spirit who is with me also. Thank you for listening. The website for this show is divinetruthpodcast.wordpress.com and you can find AJ and Mary's website at divinetruth.com. Their YouTube channels are Divine Truth and Divine Truth FAQ.